words, words, words. I'm so sick of words. I get words all day through. First from him, now from you. Is that all you blighters can do? There. Uh, but. What <laughs> but. Same thing we do every day, Pinky. Try to take over the world. <laughs> good, Ben. That's good. <laughs> The Pinky and the Brain, yes, Pinky and the Brain. One is a genius, the other's insane. There, there are many voices in this world that you will hear and you'll think, wow, I could, I could listen to them say anything. And, you know, like James Earl Jones, I could, I could listen to him read the phone book. Like that, like it doesn't matter what they're saying, it's the way that they say it and the melodious quality of their voice. Well, we we were not able to get uh, Sam Elliott or James Earl Jones or Morgan Freeman on the show today. There were some conflicts in schedules. Uh, we were too busy, so it just didn't quite line up. Mm-hmm. They wanted to come, but we just couldn't... couldn't... We just couldn't get them. It, no. it, it just didn't align for us. No. So... What we're going Thankfully, to... you get to listen to our voices. Exactly. Which is almost, no, not almost, dare I say, significantly better Indeed. than listening to either of those choices. Indeed. And so we are going to read from a book without which we would be at a loss for words. There'd be nary a word in sight. Indeed. Indeed. And and it, it is a book that gives meaning upon meaning for there's the meaning of the word itself and then there's the meaning of the word in fact there are words used to describe other words right which is a phenomenon that i have oft thought creative and fantastical and 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 compelling in fact if 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 it's a kind of a, a metal meta substructure of how meaning is contained within meaning and through time and context, which really is another word for time, really. So context is time. And whereupon we find that in these constraints, we bring forth meaning from the void. Yay, verily. Indeed, so such it is. Yay, verily, yay. Hello and welcome to the Ducks Never Waver Lunch Break where you get food for thought and can rejuvenate to sally forth. Join the dynamic duo, Edwin and Megan, as they explore topics of gravitas and pomp brought to the brink of absurdity and thrown off, down, down, down the precipice of ridiculousness. It's time for our first word. <laughs> Ding! <laughs> Oh yeah, the machine that goes bing! I get the machine that goes bing! That's the machine that goes bing! The first word is brought to you by the letter C. For corn. Corim. A flat-topped inflorescence. One in which the flower stalks arise at different levels on the main axis and reach about the same height and in which the outer flowers open first you see in Karim the the outer flowers opening first is terribly terribly important is it now and it seems that at the the same uh, the stalks are rising at different levels on the main axis 
It can't be the main levels at different axes. It must indeed be different levels on the main axes. How profound. So how, how would you use Korim in a sentence? Or Korims? Well, I think when, when looking out in nature. Definitely nature. One, one finds oneself at a loss for words. Often. And, and one may want to cry a lack a day. But now when you behold in your visage a, a tree, one in which the flower stalks arise at different levels on the main axes and reach about the same height, and in which the outer flowers open first, you now know what to say. Behold, a- I see behold before me. A fine quorum. Exactly. Today's word is brought to you by the letter I. For ignoramus. Impropria persona. One's own person or character. This is a legal term and has to do without the assistance of an attorney. I do believe that this is to attest to one's own self-satisfaction. Or one's own goodness, if you will. Your own character witness. Mm-hmm. As I attest to myself oftentimes that I am. Because no one else will. Indeed. One of the greatest. Edwin remarked upon himself in propria persona as being exquisite above many other men. The next word is brought to you by the letter O. For ophthalmologist. Occlude. In the way to shut close, to close up or block off. I occlude Edwin because of his obstreperous nature, but he often ends up occluding me by putting his tuchus in the door. I find that th- I, th- finding this word was particularly joyous for me because I think I'm going to use it often, occlude occlude this window opening, occlude this hallway. It means to close off, correct? Yes. And to, like, conceal and to, like, block off. Yes. Yeah. So a person can block off, but you can also block off a a space with other physical things. Yes. Yeah, and I like like the concealing part. Yes. Very secretive. Clandestine, if you will. Yes. He occluded that closet door, and we know he's concealing something. Occluded behind a movable bookcase was a speakeasy bar. Oh, I like that. The next word is brought to you by the letter Q. For quack. <laughs> it turned out different than I thought it would. <laughs> Don't be a that sounded like a smoker duck. <laughs> Do you want to try it again? I kind of like it now. Quintessence. Quintessence, the fifth and highest element in ancient and medieval philosophy that permeates all nature and is the substance composing the celestial bodies. The essence of a thing in its purest and most concentrated form. The golden elixir was the quintessence of perfection imbibing imbibbery commonly known as quintessential but I think quintessence 
is the quintessence of the word quintessential. Really, I do think it is vastly improved. Instead of quintessential so, to say quintessence. So this goes back to metallurgy, right? Or not metallurgy. Oh, yeah, metallurgy and, and so on. Oh, what's that called? Is that the fifth element? Yeah, when... when Not metallurgy. What's the thing I'm thinking of? The sorcery that was kind of quasi-science? Alchemy! There, yeah. There we go. <laughs> Complete brain blockage. <laughs> It's like constipation at the northern end. <laughs> Alchemy? Alchemy, yeah. Anything else you want to add to that or we're just done? With we're that? just done now. <laughs> All right. Our next word is brought to you by the letter S. For swordfish. Hey, Barabelli. What do you want? Watch the door for a few minutes. And don't let anyone in without the password. All right, what is it? Swordfish is the password. Do you understand? Okay, I got it. Well, what is it? Password. Swordfish! Swordfish! Right, the swordfish, the swordfish. We uh, are some muscles in the room full of faccia dozy fats. Who are you? I'm fine, thanks. Who are you? I'm fine, too, but you can't come in unless you give the password. Oh, what is the password? Oh, no, you gotta tell me. Hey, I tell what I do, I give you three guesses. It's the name of a fish. Is it Mary? Ha <laughs> ha! That's an old fish. She isn't. Well, she drinks like one. Let me see. Is it Sturgeon? Hey, you crazy. Sturgeon, he's a doctor. Cuts you open. When are you sick? Now, I give you one more chance. I got it. Haddock. That's a funny. I got a headache, too. What do you take for a headache? Well, now, sometimes I take aspirin, or sometimes I take a calomel. Say, I'd walk a mile for a calomel. You mean chalk or calomel. I like that, too, but you know, guess it. Hey, what's the matter? You don't understand English? You can't come in here unless you say swordfish. Now, I'll give you one more guess. Swordfish. Swordfish. I think I got it. Is it swordfish? <laughs> That's it. You guess it. Pretty good, eh? Uh, fine, you guess it. Uh... What do you want? I want to come in. What's the password? Oh, you're no fool of me. <laughs> Swordfish. No, I got tired of that. I changed it. Scallion. 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 Onion of Ascalon. Mm-hmm. One, shallot. Two, leek. Three, an onion forming a thick... A basil portion with a bulb. Also, green onion. But really, this is the correct way to say green onion. Yay, yeah, verily. All you people out there saying green onion, it's not. Nah, it's really a scallion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Spring onion is acceptable because it brings hope. You know, it's spring. It's exciting. Spring onion. It's a young onion. It's so it's acceptable. It's, I it's think a scallion. I, it's a scallion, though. It really works let's, well with the East Coast accent. Let's be real. Scallion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's be real here, folks. Scallion, a little tomato pie. Do you ever cook your scallions? I have uh, seared them and put them on a sandwich. Or grilling them is that's, really that's, good? That's what I mean, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But sautéing the whites actually is really yummy, too. Okay. Because usually I just use it raw. Yeah. Which is nice because it's not too harsh an onion taste. It's like a parsley onion. In my in my books, it's like the fresh tasting, not bonk you over the head with onion. 
I, I love it. You could you could almost mm-hmm. snack on them. I agree. Isn't that in uh, in uh, Henry V? Or is that leeks? He's eating leeks, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. yeah. Could have been scallions, though. It could have. It's in the definition. Mm-hmm. Our next word is also provided by the letter S. For skullduggery. Snubber. As in, one that snubs. <laughs> Megan is a snubber. The most unkindest snubber of all. She is full of snubbery. Indeed she is. That and is... snubbiness. Completely. And you didn't believe me. The snubbiness is a word. It's in the dictionary here, yeah. folks. I know, it sounds all cute and, and cuddly, but it's not. It's rudeness. Mm-hmm. I feel like this should be a, like a cartoon villain. The snubber. Dun, dun, dun. The like, snubber. Exactly. And then the people be like, ah, he's always snubbing me. <laughs> I used to feel so good about my day, but now I don't. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then, and then like his henchmen would, would call him your snubbiness. Your snubbiness? Yes. <laughs> well, your snubbiness, shall we move on? Yay, verily, yay. Yay? The next word is brought to you by the letter T. For toys. How about troglodyte? I like that word. Troglodyte. A member of any of various peoples, as in antiquity, who lived... Or were reputed to live chiefly in caves, a.k.a. cave dwellers. A person characterized by reclusive habits or outmoded or reactionary attitudes. Is our father a troglodyte? Maybe. I I aspire to be a troglodyte. You're just a chocolateite. <laughs> 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 I'm trying to come up with something like with trolls, you're a trollodite. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Is that what trolls make? Yeah, I guess so. Bonk you on the head. Yeah, like the Billy Goat's gruff. Isn't that like that he eats all the goats? And then the, the youngest one outsmarts them. See, it's always the youngest one. Isn't it with the three little pigs? That's like it's the third pig, so I'm assuming he's the youngest. I thought he was the oldest and the wisest. What? Where does it say that? Because there's always like... It doesn't say it's the youngest. Well, it says, and the third little pig. It's like one built his house with straw. One built... The second one built his house out of sticks. And the third one built it out of bricks. Yeah, it says nothing about the age of those... uh, Yeah, but just by his listing being third... It does not mean anything. I think it does. I think it shows that the youngest are the, the best... The, the most... It's highly unlikely because the the youngest very rarely have the fortitude to bear the, the refuge out of bricks. But troglodyte, I guess too, like more like you 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 go into hermitude uh, because you you're reactionary and you can't you can't cope anymore. But I would just like to live on a little island all by myself sometimes. Like that sounds delightful. I think the rest of the world would like that as well. There probably we could set up a fund. Really. I think so. Go fund me to get me my my little island, my little my little hut, and my some rabbits, and uh... it's a little piece of land. But I hope to build. 
All right, I need a word. I need a word. What do you got? Have you ever seen that that music video? It's so disturbing, and also the like the song itself is really disturbing because this that's all they say is bird, yeah. bird, bird, bird is the word, bird, 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 bird is the word. Like there's nothing else in that song. I went everybody's heard about the bird. There's there's no lyrics or anything like that. That just... is the lyric. Yeah, I guess I would call that a chorus. Chorus have lyrics? Yeah, but it's not the, the, the body of the work. It's not the substance. The substance is lacking. Oh, because what? There is none. Uh, no, no, the substance is bird is the word. <laughs> Get down funky with it, sister. <laughs> Our next word is brought to you by the letter V. As in... Vicariously. Our word is vituperlative. 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 Mm-hmm. Uttering or giving to censure, containing or characterized by verbal abuse. Many wives are vituperlative. Ouch. Mm-hmm. But not my wife. No, never. <clears throat> sure. <laughs> Are you being duplicitous in that statement? Du- <laughs> two-faced. What, what's the word for two-faced? Two-faced. <laughs> what what no. does duplicitous mean? Duplicitous. I think it means two-faced. <laughs> One can be vi to perlatory. Can you say it without like, uh, and, uh. <laughs> vi to perlative? There. I said it all in one sentence. <laughs> it's right next to vivaciousness. Well, pretty close. Not right next to. So the vivacious, though rather vituperative woman cast her spell on me. It's witchcraft. <laughs> Wicked witchcraft. <laughs> Cause it's witchcraft, wicked witchcraft, and although I know it's strictly taboo, I have, I, I have, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Should I tell him that story? What story? Of when I was uh, babysitting. And there was some yeah, some young. Yeah. Is it recording right now? Yeah. Yeah. Tell okay. the story. Tell the story. Tell me a story. Tell me a story. Uh, so I was I was um, watching uh, babysitting. I was some some wee wee children, and one was doing something that was wrong, and the other one was not, and. The boy who was not was very happily playing in the corner and, and doing his own thing, and then I had the, the task of giving the other to a, a, a good talking to, right? Using using the things that we've been using this entire time, words. And sometimes it's hard to pick the right words into explaining what, what the situation is, but she had done something wrong, and I had said... 
that behavior is completely inappropriate. And as soon as I said that, the boy playing in the corner said, Whoa, that must be bad. I don't even know what that means. And I, I just thought that was quite quite a hilarious moment. I almost died laughing, but I, I, I kept I kept my stone face going on. Uh, but uh, it's, it's interesting that words can have power even if you don't actually exactly know what it means. Because mm-hmm. they all fully knew that that meant I was meaning business. Things were serious. Indeed. But uh, is One it, does not want to behave inappropriate no matter whatever that word means. Exactly. It's so bad, I don't even want to know what that means. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, uh, I'm prepossessing. Yes, yes, exactly. I'm prepossessing me. Hey, Mac. Hey, Mr. Mac, what does unprepossessing mean? I was called that once, Lem. Looked it up in the dictionary. It's best you don't know what it means. Uh-huh. Thank you. You hope? This last word is brought to you by the letter Y. For the word yeet. <laughs> Like eat something? Yeah, Y E E T. What? I thought this was apropos because your word is nineteen hundred slang. Well, yeah, it is. Yeah. So what's 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 the word that we're talking about? Yeg. Yeg. Okay. Yeet that yeg. Yeet that yeg, because he is a safe cracker and a robber. I mean, I don't know if you could be a safe cracker without being a robber. Like that would be kind of funny if you just like. No, there's locks locksmiths. Yeah, but it's like safe cracker. How is it spelled? Yeg. Like leg, but with an extra G and a Y. <laughs> That's the worst spelling instructions ever. You're welcome. No, yeg. Y-E-G-G. So egg with a Y. How's that? I like that better. <laughs> I think mine was more helpful the first time. Because uh, maybe, maybe the yeg will give you a leg up. Oh, I gotcha. Mm-hmm. Sure. It makes all sense now. But he is a rotten egg. Yes. So that works as well. I think that's really funny that that's kind of specific slang for, like, safecracker. He, he, for, he for hung his, his bag on a peg. The egg? Mm-hmm. He had a peg leg. You ought not to have beg. <laughs> the egg. For his peg leg. <laughs> yeah, we're done now. <laughs> <laughs> no more rhymes. I mean it. Anybody want a peanut? No more rhymes now. I mean it. Anybody want a peanut? Yeah! Anyways, I hope you had at least a quarter of as much fun as we had going going through having a, a jaunt, a stroll through Webster. You're much too just to
Webster's book of words. <laughs> of words. And that's... are there any books that aren't oh, yeah, picture books? Okay, I was gonna say, are there any words that aren't books? <laughs> you know, it's funny how I think there actually are words that are not books. <laughs> yeah, but bookish words. I mean, words words that are not bookly. <laughs> There are, you mean books without words. Yes. But the thing is, is that even the books that have no words depict words, right? If you open it up and you were to explain what you saw, you would be using words. So really, there's just the author's being super duper lazy and just paints a picture and says, you figure it out. Yeah, that's, that is interesting. That gets into the whole, um like semantics and, and dealing with symbols and can you even think without words, which we're not going to get into I now. I don't think you can though. The, you can't properly think without words. <laughs> I'd like to see you try. <laughs> <laughs> I do every day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, I, I think words are, are so important. We know, we know this and that, um, you know, if John Wayne said, said I swore I know words, well, I'm sure words are what men live by. Words they say and mean. You must have had a real careless upbringing. Yeah. No, I. But, but words are so because powerful like, because yeah. if you, if you think about it, God creates the world by His word, mm-hmm. right? And and the second person of the Trinity is is the Word incarnate. Mm-hmm. So the the logos, the Word, is very important, and yeah. it is it is how we understand the world. Yeah, there's not, and there's not a day that goes by where words are not a part of it. Like yeah. you're saying, like that's that's part of creation. It's it's inherent. It's in there. It's embedded. Yes, you can't separate the words from the objects or the thoughts mm-hmm. described. I mean, there's all kinds of experiments, right? It's like, oh, you thought experiments. You have a chair, but you only have the word. Are you only having the word? chair associated with the object chair Mm -hmm. and is it only by association that you have that or is there some kind of chairness in the word chair yeah but then you had the whole struggle of like different languages well you also get the whole line from uh romeo and juliet uh you know a rose by any other name would smell just as sweet but is that true yeah do do the 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 names that we call things by matter or is it a learned thing that matters well, that's a question for another day. Indeed. Uh, but hopefully this has inspired you to pick up your, your dictionary, and that actually is very fun to read. Yes. And you can play games with it, like Balderdash. Yeah. Yeah. With it, it's like a cheap, poor man's version of Balderdash. You don't need to have the cards or the, the board. You can just pick up the dictionary and say, hey, hey, family, is this a real word or not? Yeah, and I, I, I mean, Vipersiliousness. I mean, even like at a at a more basic level, I hope if you don't have a dictionary, this encourages you to pick one up. Mm-hmm. Because do you think there's a value to having a physical, tangible dictionary in front of you as opposed to say the dictionary that's in our little evil smart devices in our pockets? <sighs> yes, but I will say I'm not very good about if I need to know a specific word. I'm not very good about grabbing the book. I'll plug it in my phone, the evil device, if I'm looking for a specific word. But the problem comes when you want to either know more about the word mm-hmm. and digging. Sometimes like the, it's, the internet's a little iffy on that. But you 
do not get to play fun games like what we did just did. Exactly. Because you, you can't just flip to a random page and find a word that you think sounds cool and then say, I'm going to use that for a week. Yeah. Like, that's a lot harder to do. And I know, like, you can get apps and, like, some, you know, you can get word of the days or whatever, which are which are good. But I think there's such a fun feeling of discovery Mm -hmm. because there's so many around you're not just handed a word and say like it's not just an app saying learn this word right it's you picking out one that sounds curious to your ear and one that fits a need that you have you're like oh i was just thinking this the other day that i wanted to occlude this section of my house and i didn't know that word yeah. And now you do. And I, I think there's, there is certainly a value to that. Um, I will say I'm a little disappointed in the dictionary that we have as a, a college dictionary. Collegiate. Collegiate. Uh, which I think just means that it's a bit smaller. There's okay. less, there's less words in it. And the definitions are clipped. Yeah. So that's, I mean, I, if you're going to get a dictionary, I like a chonky yeah, dictionary. Yeah, make, make it but a real this, tabletop dictionary. But this is fun it yeah. works it works well and there's yeah. most most words you can find like most words that you're going to come about in daily use even right. reading you're going to be able to find does it say how many words it has Two hundred thousand. One hundred sixty-five thousand entries oh it was close actually just if you just enjoy words um obviously like we talked about poetry as a way to enjoy words but we have some book recommendations like from Owen Barfield, History in English Words, or C.S. Lewis, Studies in Words. One that I really enjoyed, um, I haven't actually read those books yet, uh, but I look forward to it. One that I have read is The Etymologicon by Mark Forsyth. And etymology is the study of the history of words, so how they started mm-hmm. and what they mean now, and sometimes it's radically different. Oh yeah, words can flip meanings even. Yes, <clears throat> And so, like we were saying, like, earlier, like, did chair always mean chair? Why do we so associate mm-hmm. chair with its chairness? Uh, so this is a really funny book. And it's, it's really, I like how he structures it, how he, you know, starts with a word, obviously, but then he, like, weaves it into the next word. Yeah. But they're, like, nice little chunks. It's not, like, one you have to read all in one sitting. Mm-hmm. Because you're going to get, like, a complete word. But, like, the way he gets you to the next word, I always thought was very clever. And it's it's just a fun, fun read. Indeed. And then talking about dictionaries, there's a great movie that revolves around the making of a dictionary. So almost a a more modern setting for the retelling of the uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Yes. And it's called... Ball of Fire, directed by Howard Hawks, starring Gary Cooper, Cooper, Barbara Stanwyck. Miss Barbara Stanwyck. Yeah, right. She wasn't Miss Barbara Stanwyck there then, but uh, um, it's 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Which is really cool to see. It is a good movie. It's It's, it's, such an amazing, because you have like that fairy tale aspect, but it's also, you know, what would it look like? If you had a room of, of people trying to come up with a... Uh, I think they're making an encyclopedia. Oh, okay. But it's very much similar because what the main character's working on is, is slang. Yeah. 
So it is it is about words for him. Like he's the word expert, but he's out of touch with today's slang mm-hmm. for for him because he's been stuck in this office writing slang for the, from all the the past centuries. So then he goes out in the real world, and he meets this hot dame. You hear the rhythm romping. Boogie. You see the drummer stomping. Drum boogie, drum boogie. boogie. It really is a killer. Drum boogie, drum boogie. The drum boogie boogie. boogie. The rhythm won't offend you. Boogie. It's really gonna send you. Drum boogie, drum boogie. boogie. It really is a killer. Drum boogie, drum boogie. The drum boogie woogie. Who is in the tr- in trouble with the law, and so he, she convinces him that she has to stay with him to to teach him slang, and of course, screwball comedy goodness happens, and it's uh really such a fun film, like such a great film. Highly recommend it. And then one that was just recommended to me, uh, that I haven't seen yet is the Professor and the Madman. So when I haven't seen, that's based off of a book, The Professor and the Madman, which stars Mel Gibson and Sean Penn. And it's about um, a professor and a madman writing writing the dictionary. Okay. So I actually really want to see if I can hunt that movie down and, and watch it. it. Sounds. I saw the trailer and I'm like, ooh, I'm intrigued now, so... I, you know, I, li- I like you. Mel Gibson. Great, great. And I think it's Mel Gibson doing another... Accent, so we're like, okay, we're here for it. It can come and go, we don't care exactly. And of course, My Fair Lady, which started as a Broadway show but was later turned into a movie in 1964 about a phonetics professor, Henry Higgins, transforming the lowly Eliza Doolittle into sounding like a duchess. <laughs> Why can't the English teach their children how to speak? Norwegians learn Norwegian. The Greeks are taught their Greek. Yeah, good vocabulary will enrich your life. Actually, I really need to improve my vocabulary. It was much better years back, years gone by. Back through the years, I go wondering once again. Back to the seasons of my youth. Would you say that yours has stayed the same or has it gotten better or worse? Like, I think mine, my, I've lost some words that were newer i would say i've plateaued and i need to like up it a bit i would say my lexicon is not nearly as ductile though it Mm -hmm. is adequately robust yeah i think it's it's there some of the time but some like some of those words that i want to recall are not as quick indeed verily verily, and then you, you come up with boring words and we don't want that. No. Which is why we have this episode for you. Yeah. We want, we we want, want to cool em- words. We want quacky words. We want you to have a better quality of life. And one of the ways you can have a better quality of life, and let's, and let's face it, that's what we're all after, is by looking at the Ducks Never Waver Etsy shop and seeing if there's some products there that fit a new and improved you. Mm-hmm. You're constantly improving. We're constantly striving to improve. And one of the ways that you can do that is to find the accoutrement that you need. That it will assist you in your quest. Yeah, your quest, your your quackiful quest of a life. 
And, and what do we got in the shop now? Uh, we have a major restock of t-shirt yarn purses. We have so many cool colors. There's going to honestly be a color for everyone. And all made from, from t-shirts that... Uh, reclaimed. Reclaimed. From the dustbin of history. Yeah, because like they get stained or the fabric starts to degrade, but then if you chop it up and, and crochet it together, it, it looks totally fine. Yeah. And so it gives these shirts that are done being shirts, gives them a new life. And there's a bunch of new baskets, or at least the larger baskets have been restocked. And there's a very exciting new product coming out. Several. Several. At least, oh, yeah, at least, several. At least two. At least two. At which least counts two. as several in my books. Yes. Because <laughs> it's, it's hard enough to get one out. Yeah. Anything over two is like a ton of new products. Yeah. So we're, we have a, a couple a couple new things that are going to be hitting the shelves, proverbial shelves. Stay tuned. Stay tuned for those. I'm very excited. Yeah, that should be happening actually pretty soon. Yeah. Maybe maybe by the time this reaches your ears. Maybe not that soon. I have to edit this thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, Good it's point. a beast. <laughs> it is going to take you a second. <laughs> yeah, and let us know if you want us to do more of this. Uh, you can tell us uh, by... Instagram or commenting the, on on the socials, or you could you could send a small piece of coinage our way by hitting the the link to donate, and that lets us know that you like what we're doing. That's actually a really good way. That's a really that's good positive way. Positive reinforcement. That's it a is. feedback loop that just. If you don't like it, you should still send us a little bit of money, because we'll probably get the hint. Like we're pretty smart, intuitive people. So if well, you sent us some money, like we would probably like this is the person that didn't like that. We, we, we don't want to. We, we don't want negativity. No negativity. You see what's sending out the negative waves, did Moriarty? Hey, that ain't my fault, Unborn. I've done nothing but have good thoughts about that damn bridge ever since we left. Mm-mm. Only positivity. No, that that's my point though. It's like if you like it, send us money. If you don't like it, send us money. That that's a good because like of the thumb. best way to make us stop is to send us enough money that we don't have to do this anymore. That is sound reasoning. So either way, if you send us money, your outcome will come out. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> your outcome you... will come out. <laughs> that was that was great verbiage. Wow. <laughs> So, so send us money, please, please. <laughs> grovel, grovel, grovel. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, we, we, we really appreciate everyone who listens. And uh, thank you for spending time with us today. It was fun. At least for us. Yeah. I think, no, it's too self-deprecating. It was fun <laughs> for everyone. <laughs> All of you. Including the rabbits. The rabbit loved it. <laughs> Dorothy and Agatha. <laughs> They they were chuffed to bits. They were. You can just tell their their coat by their glistening coat that they they the gleam it. in their eye, <laughs> and the hate in their soul. I mean... <laughs> All right, thank you everyone so much for listening. Be pleasant. Be pleasant.